What's up, everybody? Good day. Welcome to Theology in the Dirt. We want to practice our theology in the public square of our homes, our city, and our world. We record Theology in the Dirt from the global headquarters of Global Impact Restoration Rome, where we work to address the foster care adoption crisis in northwest Georgia, the southeast, and the world as we practice our theology in the public square. You can, as always, check out Restoration Rome at restorationrome.org. Org. My name is Mitchell Jolly, and and I'm Chris Hayes. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's get to some news. Well, Chris, with some of my headlines today. The Supreme Court on Wednesday denied a request and blocked two gun laws in Illinois prohibiting the sale of high-capacity magazines and 26 kinds of firearms, including the AR-15 AK-47, while challenges to the laws play out in a lower court. National Association for Gun Rights and the Illinois gun store owner are contesting the constitutionality of the laws, and it asks the court for emergency relief while they appeal to a federal court decision. Ukraine's National Anti-Corruption Bureau apprehended the chief justice of the country's Supreme Court this week and formally arrested him on Thursday. Let me see if I get this name right. Zevolod. Can't say his last name. There you go. (laughs) I mean, it's way too many consonants. Is alleged to have accepted a nearly $2 million bribe to rule in favor of a Ukrainian oligarch and has been charged with graft. President Joe Biden vetoed a bipartisan resolution on Tuesday that would have restored tariffs on solar panels made by Chinese companies in Southeast Asia, suggesting that uh, reimposing the trade barriers would have threatened the supply of solar panels. The original resolution was passed last month under the uh, Congressional Review Act, which allows Congress to overturn rules made by federal agencies, in this case, the Commerce Department, with a simple majority. The National Association of Realtors reported Thursday the median sale price of existing homes in the U.S. was $388,800 in April, down 1.7% from April 2022. It's the largest annual price drop since January 2012, and sales of previously owned homes decreased 3.4% from March and were down 23.2% year over year. That's not necessarily great economic news. And my final news note of the day is Montana Governor Greg Jim Fort on Wednesday signed a bill banning TikTok in the state. Other states have restricted TikTok and official devices amid growing concerns about the Chinese Communist Party's power over the Chinese-owned app. But Montana is the first to pass an outright ban. The law, which will likely force legal challenges, will find app stores offering TikTok in the state starting January 2024. And those are my headlines. Nice. I, um, <clears throat> most of us you know, are excited about summer coming up for... Especially those of us who are related to teachers, they're definitely excited. Definitely. Um, but not so fast, my friend, as our <laughs> Lee Corso would say. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has stated that Georgia will experience a hotter and wetter summer than usual oh, the next God. three months. And when hot and wet collide, we get humidity. humidity. But just prepare yourselves for that. <sighs> great news to get (laughs) thanks chris you're welcome (laughs) i aim to please um second tier uh georgia has seen abortions drop by nearly half since the state's anti-abortion law went to effect about a year ago and in fact since roe and wade was roe versus wade was overturned georgia has been amongst the best states in the country at seeing drops in abortion a total of nearly eleven thousand less abortions than what 
would have been, uh, which is amazing yeah, news there. Yeah, that's uh, great. Overall, 14 states saw a drop of at least 100% in the number of abortions. Wow. So it's, it's having an effect, certainly. That's a lot of lives that are Amen. alive. That's huge. That would not have been. And finally, a recent political study was conducted on presidential candidates, and nearly 100% of the participants said they would prefer any other candidate other than Biden or Trump in 2024. Uh, and again, this is from both sides of the political coin. Color me not shocked. Um, <laughs> however, it seems highly likely that that it is going to be a rematch of the really old guys again next year as things look now. Because mm. each party is so focused on picking the most polarizing candidate that they feel like has the best chance to beat the other polarizing candidate instead of putting someone forth who's you know yeah. not a million years old and not... Yeah. Being on Twitter or incoherent, <laughs> right. can't speak a sentence. Right. Um, anyway, so you get it. Uh, instead of having good candidates, cheers yeah. to the next presidential campaign. Right. Yeah, I'm sure the um, commercials and everything will be nice and, and respectful. Oh, absolutely. As well as the debates. I'm sure they'll be gloriously beautiful. Yes. I, I would suggest everybody check out Ron DeSantis and Robert Kennedy Jr., Robert Kennedy's looking pretty good. Yeah. And, 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 and the challenge old Joe. Nothing's guaranteed here. That's just no. kind of what it looks like. But no. And I don't have faith in either party to Mm-mm. make a good decision. Mm-mm. So our no. presidential debates will be sponsored by chocolate pudding and <laughs> pens. Yeah, that's right. Let, let's not look at the, let's not uh, pull back the curtain and look at that man behind the curtain pulling all the levers. There's just far too much going on. Let's return to our, uh, transgender beer memes and, and forget there's anything anything of substance going on power play for political future but hey that's the news for you right that's the news how about it's time for the show ladies and gentlemen may i have your attention please it's time for the final countdown the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's rock. Indeed, and by all means, let's rock. Today, we want to talk about the issue, the sin of comparison, right? So um, comparing ourselves and our situation to other people. Um, Chris, this was a great idea that that you had because I I think uh, every human being, and particularly us as Christians and in the church, like we, we have a tendency to use wherever we are. Uh, where we happen to, to find ourselves, whether it be the local church or in our jobs, whatever it is, we have a tendency to compare ourselves to other people for whatever reason mm-hmm. and not do that positively. So one of the first things I want to say right out of the gate um, uh, is, first of all, not all comparison is bad. Right. So, for example, if I um, am watching someone strive for holiness and righteousness and I see what the Bible calls the peaceful fruit of righteousness on someone's lives, and I'm comparing that to my pursuit of sin and the constant chaos that follows that around, that that's a healthy comparison. I'm looking and seeing um, consequences of behaviors and going, one of those truly is better than the other. Yeah. Th- that's not a bad comparison. That That's no. actually a positive way to compare. But unfortunately, um, our nature, um, apart from the full restoration of the eternal kingdom, 
has is tainted with sin. And we don't always compare that way. We have a tendency to do it in a very negative way. Right. Um, Psalm 139, which I know you're going to bring, you're going to read it later. This is, this is one of your takeaways, but Psalm 139 really speaks to, particularly verse 13 to, to 16, 13 to 15 speaks to our unique identity. Like I, the way I'm made is not accidental. Right. I'm woven together fearfully and wonderfully by an intentional creator, the Lord Yahweh, who made us in his image and in making us in his image, wove us together specifically and uniquely to be who we are. That's very special, which means if I begin to compare myself in that manner, that weaving together my personality, my sense of humor, my physical appearance, um, my vocational giftedness, my aptitudes to other people in an envious uh, way, um, which I demean myself or demean the other person. Man, I've stepped into a, I've stepped into a hornet's nest of something that can be very devastating. That's not good. Yeah. No, it's not, and and it happens all the time. And I think that's why we really want to discuss it because I think it's it falls in line. There's a theological component there, but it's a real life application. Um, yeah, like you said, comparison and in, in the, well, in the nature we're discussing today, it's another word for envy. I think you mentioned that yeah. uh, covetousness, mm. um, jealousy. It's it's kind of like that compare and contrast, and then, but in a way that I wished I was that person yeah. or I wish I had that. And I we see this a lot. I think social media has really taken this to a new level because we see what we see on social media. While it's often not reality, or it's maybe a small glimpse. Mm-hmm. but it's not really the full picture. Yeah. Um, but we tend to take it that way, you know, especially I think for parents, I think seeing other parents take lots of vacations with their kids, get them amazing gifts, you know, that you can't afford. Right. Um, for some, it might, you know, or taking, always taking photos of like doing fun things together and you're really busy. Right. You know, and it's easy to, to feel less than to feel, um, right. just like that. You're not worthy that you're not a good parent or a good husband or a good wife yeah. that you don't have a good enough job. You see someone that's, you know, bought a new house and you're like, man, I'm still renting. And, you know, and I, I'm right. saying this from personal experience, yeah. like it's easy to do, right? Um, you know, like, Oh, that family goes to Disney world every year or two, three times a year. And I'm right. like, I can't go once, you know, it's, it's easy. It's like between social media and then especially with a financial piece, I think it's easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's jealousy from a, a busy mom who works full time seeing another seeing a friend who gets to stay home. Yeah. Not that that's not work too, but you know, wishing they could have that extra time. Yeah. But because of their situation. And it's just easy to do all that. And I think kind of my first thing today, and this is not one of my points per se, but I think you hit on this and I think it's important, is that comparison isn't inherently sinful in and of itself. Yeah. Right? Hebrews six twelve, we are the Bible tells us to be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So imitation requires comparison. Mm-hmm. But if we're not vigilant and pursuing humility, then pride will hijack comparison. And I think that's mm-hmm. what we're going to focus on today is yeah. when that becomes a, a pride issue, it becomes an issue of jealousy, envy, yeah. covet. I want that. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. Lord, you didn't make me that way. Mm-hmm. And so those are, that's kind of a good, I think, good intro into where we're going to get into today. And yeah, that's huge. The Hebrews passage is, is a uh, imitation for holiness is a proper form of comparison. That's a great summary. And so we, you're right. That prideful component, that, that, 
place that steps into sin. It's really, really where where we want to to focus some time. I'm, I'm going to give you some 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 of my observations, and then you've got some observations and takeaways. And yeah. so that's how we'll that's how we'll structure our time. Uh, the first one is uh, appropriate theologically aware self worth is hampered by comparing ourselves to others. So constantly comparing ourselves to others can lead to a decline in how we see our God-given uniqueness. So if, if, if I'm theologically self-aware um, and I'm comparing myself to others, I'm hampering that theological awareness of who I am. And as a result, I'm not viewing my uniqueness as created by God as special and and I'm not adequately pursuing that, and so and so um, theologically appropriate self awareness is good. Yes, uh, and and so we want to want people to be self aware. Um, who am I? Discovering who I am is is huge. Um, the proverbs talk about the 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 spirit of man knows the heart of man, and he searches all of his innermost being. So there's a sense in which the spirit of God in us, with our woven together uniqueness. There's a discovery process of learning who we are by walking with the Lord and how He uniquely wove us together. And appropriate self worth is hampered when we compare ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's theologically appropriate and right to be self aware, and that gets hampered in comparison. So number two, um, comparison can get us off created mission. Like if I'm comparing myself to somebody else. Um, or an envious of who they are, I'm really sacrificing ultimate fulfillment and mission. God made me for a specific purpose. He made me for a specific end. And if I get off of that by comparing myself to somebody else, I'm sacrificing my ultimate joy and fulfillment and achieving my created purpose. Um, <clears throat> my third observation here is comparison can lead to the loss of our authentic selves. That may be very similar to number one. But the authentic self is is a key to mental and emotional health. Yeah. Um, by pretending we're somebody else or acting like somebody else or not content with who we are and not being our authentic self, we actually set ourselves up for emotional distress. Because mm-hmm. our 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 emotional capacity is made to work in line with who God made us to be. Um, and confusion about that. Is absolutely devastating. This is we actually we we hit on this a little bit when we talked about social contagion. This is the importance of of surrounding yourself with the right information because the social contagion of identity issues can get in and absolutely pillage how we see our authentic self and tell us lies. And then we begin to believe that and we're comparing this to that. And what ends up happening is we start molding this to that. Right. I'm convinced that the heart of of the, the the sexual identity issues, transgender, LGBTQ plus stuff, it is a sociological contagion that is affecting a person's sinful bent to compare what's going on in here to out there, and what they're doing is actually bending and sacrificing their authentic self to something that is not real. Um, and so we lose our authentic selves. Um, but then we also. But, and then we replace it with what we believe is is a it's a kind of a false authentic self. Yes, like we we convince ourselves that yeah. this is who we are. Yeah, and I think that's where in lies a lot of problems. Yeah, and I think another point here, just and I didn't mean to interrupt no, your good. points. I think it's important to say before we go further that we are not when we say things like you know 
be yourself and be happy with who you are doesn't mean you, you're not imp- working to improve yourself, like to be a better person, to be yeah. a better Christian. Yeah. Um, what we're saying is is know who you innately were made to be and but continue working towards that process yeah. of becoming better in, in that mold yeah. without trying to change yourself because of who you think you should be based on what someone else is. That's right. And, and along those lines, I think it's important to recognize it's okay to compare self. Like if I, if I'm aware of what my giftings are, it's okay to make a list of what does that gift look like maximized? Right. And where am I currently? That's a fair comparison. That's good self-improvement. That's going, okay, this could be a, this could be a nine, but right now I'm operating at a six in this. I have the capacity for nine. So I can do better here. That's that's good. That's self-challenging. That's appropriate. That's healthy. Yeah, it's like vertical comparison. Yes. Okay, because you're comparing with who you want yeah. to be. That horizontal comparison to someone else That's right. is where um, it starts to become an issue. That's good. That's good. Um, next, um, comparison. This is my fourth one. Comparison can lead to jealousy of others and resentment toward God. Um, you mentioned this jealousy toward others is devastating. Um, the only one of the characteristics of God in the Bible is God's a jealous God, uh, meaning he is absolutely jealous for his glory and jealous for us giving him glory. And it's, it's a holy jealousy. Yes. Um, it is okay. We have holy jealousy. We have the capacity because we're creating the image of God. We have the capacity to be jealous in a holy manner that is zealous for, I'm, I'm jealous for, appropriately the affection of my wife likewise in return that can turn sinful but it it has boundaries that are holy and right because it's holy and right god has holy jealousy because she is due my affection i owe it to her nobody else not a computer screen not another woman and it is holy and right for her to expect that that's a holy jealousy when it gets outside of the uh, of, of the bounds we can turn that into something else but um but we're talking about um, jealousy for something that doesn't belong to me. And your gifts don't belong to me. And for me to get jealous over your musical abilities would be sin. That's not a holy jealousy. So comparing ourselves can lead to unholy jealousy and then resentment toward God. God, why didn't you give me that? Um, as if somehow God was short-sighted and didn't right. know what he was creating. And so that's that's a place we don't want to And it can to create resentment within those relationships too. Like if yes. you... If you constantly see me that way, if I'm constantly like, man, I wish I could, could I wish I knew the scriptures better, or could teach the scriptures that same way, then if we're if that's constantly on our minds, it's going to corrode our relationship with one another. Yeah, and that's where comparison gets really dirty because because we're not sharing those things. That's just at the root of it. But we take that root of jealousy or root of comparison, and we find a reason not to like someone or not want to be around them and we kind of paint it as something else not it's, it's we lose that self-awareness of what's causing that yeah and we try to blame it on that other person doing something when it's really our own insecurities mm. and our own sin that is is causing that and i think i think that happens probably more than we're willing to admit yeah you know because we've developed that narrative in our mind and that every mm. time we see that person or somebody put that person that posts on facebook you know right. All the time, like what they're eating for dinner, and I'm like, oh, you never cook. You know, that's a silly example, but you're <laughs> right. you're always gonna. Right. There's always gonna be a negative bent on your perspective, though, until yeah. you are, you know, are aware of that in your own self yeah. and make that change. No, that's good. That's good, man. Um, five comparison is short sighted. 
and does not take into account the depth and nuance of other people's lives. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, sometimes it, it, it could be um, comparing ourselves to a person's social media post, um, not realizing what may be happening in the background, the nuance of that life. That veneer is not always what it's cracked up to be. Under the surface, there may be devastatingly bad things. Um, and so um, it's short-sighted. It doesn't take into account the nuance and depth of other people's lives or the challenge they're having. They, they may be struggling with their own sense of self-worth. Um, and, and maybe possibly what they're posting is they're wrestling with their sense of self-worth. And so the, the truth of the matter is comparison is very short-sighted and doesn't take into account a lot of factors. Um, six, comparison makes us miss opportunities for growth. If I'm um, too busy comparing myself to somebody else and envying what they are and who they are, then I'm not focusing on how I can be the best possible me that I can be. And that takes a lot of energy. I mean, yeah. that stuff chews up energy. And it would be better spent to find out, work on my authentic self, and grow in that as opposed to spending that energy somewhere else. And finally, here's, here's uh, my last observation. Comparing ourselves undermines God's creative genius in creating us just the way he did. So we're in essence, what we do is we step into a place of playing God, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to undermine his creative genius as though somehow he made an error in creating me the way he created me. And so the ideal situation is I receive that. I think uh, uh, Pete Scazzaro um, talks about receiving the gift of limits. That is a gift. Um, God didn't make us uh, decathlete-type humanoids. And I don't mean that they aren't decathletes. You know what I mean? Like he right. didn't, he, There's no, like, ten-tool human. Right. I don't know how many tools there are. There are probably, like, thousands. I'm making that up. But but, but this idea that, um, that somehow I should be that steps into a role of God in assuming I know all things and that my place is not among others being part of a team but that I should have this, and I had no, he had no right to place me here or give me that, and that's the wrong place to be. And the prophets say, Did not, does not the potter have the right over the clay to make some for whatever purpose? He made me on purpose, and so I don't want to undermine that and play the role of God, uh, but receive the gift of the limit that he placed on me and putting in me uh, all that he put in me and created me for the purpose that he created me for. So, so those are my thoughts on comparison. Yeah, I, I I know those are good, and some of those bleed into kind of mine. I, I think as I before getting kind of my main kind of points here, I think I really see there's three major points of comparison. I, I'm sure there are more, but when I think of comparison and what we're talking about today, there's the three that stand out uh, are physical. I think we do this a lot where we, you know, appearance. Yeah. You know, that person is skinny or that person has great hair or that person has the eyes I want to have or they have the muscular build. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly guilty of this. I, you know, full disclosure, I've got things inside of me that keep my metabolism very, very slow, you know, and I'm, I'm watching other people eat all these kind of food and they're, and they're just, you know, tiny or they're built, you know, and it's easy to be like, man, I wish my body was like that. So I think that physical comparison, like we do that guys, girls all the time, it leads to mm-hmm. things like eating disorders. It leads to all kinds of, yeah. um, and just seeing ourselves negatively a lot, um, there is the personal one is the next one. That's where I, we were talking about earlier, we're kind of like the f- family or financial or a job or certain gifts. Like there's that, that personal thing that we compare each other. And then I think for Christians, the spiritual component, like we said, is is, mm-hmm. is equally important because it's easy to be like, man, I wish, 
you know, I want to be that more spiritual, like, like that person is yeah. rather than just saying, you know, Lord, make me more like you. Mm. And, and not everyone has the same, maybe not have the same capacity to understand the scriptures in the same way, but we all have the same capacity to grow yeah. spiritually and to be spiritually mature. So I think mm. just, I, I say all those to kind of dive into mine. So I think my, my first kind of main point today is God made you exactly who you exactly who you are by design. He made your body with all the amazing capabilities and with all the limitations. Mm. Um, and this is where we're going to get into Psalm 139, uh, 13 through 15 says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. There's just such cool language in there mm. that is and we, and we say that a lot yeah. but man i think when we just when we really think about that when we think about the words like intricate mm. <laughs> intricately woven yeah. fearfully wonderfully made uh god was well pleased and we we're made in his image yeah all of us yeah not just the ones we think that have the right body type or the the right accolades all of us mm. as humans were made in his image mm. and we were made by design yeah um Number two, as a Christian, you are a necessary part of the body with unique and special gifts. Uh, Romans twelve four through 6. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Uh, we need to be different. We need to not have the same gifts. Yeah. That, if we all had the same gifts, we would be lacking. Yeah. Right. And for us to be a complete church, a complete body, we need to realize we mm. have different gifts. That's good. And we need to be aware of those and then use them. Yeah. And pursue to be better at those. Absolutely. Not trying to be someone else's gifts. Yeah. The whole the whole metaphor of the body in in the scriptures uh is intentional and it speaks to purpose. Like God, you know, and Paul even Paul even said, did did he make everybody an ear? Did he make everybody an eye? Of course not. So there is creative genius and intentionality. Yeah. And there and I can and I can say the older I get, the more joy and fulfillment I have when I dive into um my my wiring. And and what's crazy is is the um doesn't require a ton of energy. Right. It's a joy to live in that creative functioning. That's amazing. I expend the most hardest energy it, and get the least joy out of trying to be something I'm not. Right. And there's a reason because you weren't intended to be that. So <laughs> that's right. That's when right. you fail, it's going to not feel good. Yeah, that's right. Um, number three, comparison is a weight that will hold you down unless you find a way to lay it aside. Mm. Um, we know this is present when we look at others, and instead of seeing the grace of God in them, we see a reflection of our inferiority. Mm. Um, prideful comparison is a weight that will slow us down, bring us down, hold us back, and uh, we got to figure out a way to lay it aside, as the writer of Hebrews states mm. uh, so eloquently in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay Let's also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that I set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. uh, just as, and I, and I love this, I always love this picture, I love this passage, because I think of sin like a net, like entangling me, and I keep mm -hmm. trying to get out, but I just, I can't, and I'm using all this energy rather than, you know, 
looking for the way out, right? right? It's just keep yeah. getting worse, tangled up, tangled up. And I feel like comparison is that same way. Right. The more we dive into it, the mm. more jangled mess we get into, the more it weighs us down, the heavier the ball and chain behind us gets, That's you know? Right. And right. it's just, it's not going to get better until we learn to mm. be, be free from that. That's good. And number four, uh, call it what it is. <laughs> right. I want to talk It's sin, and we must recognize it in ourselves. Sin is often deceptive and dangerous. It's like black ice on the road that we don't see it until mm. it's too late sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and the devil's a crafty, evil composer. Uh, he knows we are weak, and it just starts with a simple thought of unworthiness or, mm. um, you know, just, just a small little, oh, I kind of wish I was like that or wish my right. life looked like that so start right. small usually yeah uh, but then once he gets that foothold he uses that all the time and he just yeah. continues to to grab a hold of that until we learn to mm. to release that so we need to ask the lord to reveal our sin to us and then grieve over it and then be free from it mm, that's good uh, so that's that's kind of my main points that leads me in my takeaways unless you've got no uh, something that's just sticking it's like the very second you said it uh um, and it was a passing comment a minute ago. You, you talked about examples, and you said, you know, you know, people own houses and and other people who rent, and and the instant thought was the perspective there in comparison, like because I would say home ownership might be the greatest American lie that ever has been, mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, what they don't tell you when you buy a home is uh, you can't call the landlord to come fix crap. Right, you fix it. And not only are you paying your insurance and your mortgage and if you got PMI or all this other stuff that comes along with it, you're fixing everything, everything. You got to cut your grass. You have to maintain, like maintaining a yard is work. Um, And if you don't enjoy that stuff, it's a pain in the rear. I actually enjoy it. As a former landscaper, I enjoy cutting grass. I I enjoy weed eating. I enjoy doing that stuff. Um, But that costs money. Gas, gas isn't cheap. Uh, a uh, string trimmer, uh, a string for trimmer isn't cheap. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is it takes time. Time is money. Um, and when trees fall, if you got trees in your yard, do, do people know what it costs to have a tree cut down. You're talking a couple thousand per tree. Trees aren't cheap. Right. And then you better become a good chainsawer. If you're going to be a chainsaw, what are you going to do with all the debris? Like it, this is work and it costs money. It's not cheap and then and and so man so for anybody out there going god i wish we owned a home i'm going run 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 fast run hard rent rent all you can rent is good it's not and that's just an example of like eh, you know it's kind of one of those things it's like well maybe it's not that you get in this thing of comparing and i'm actually jealous of people who are renting going can we please sell our house and the only reason we haven't sold our house is renting in floyd county is horrible you can pay the same amount mortgage wise and get much less house. But if I could find a place to rent, so help me. I would home ownership's for the birds. Right. Well, <laughs> that's just yeah. an example of how like easy it is to start comparing and going, oh, okay. Yeah, and we're not the only ones. Like yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. People are you know, you might be comparing your life to someone. Somebody's yeah. probably comparing theirs to yours. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, it reminds <laughs> me of like uh, like HOAs and stuff. A friend recently posted like they wanted to build a um, yeah. like a little small storage shed in their backyard, like that was lower than the fence line. And the HOA said no because it would show up on Google Earth. Not a joke. <laughs> like, like a Google Earth image. What are they going to do? Up. Come tear it down? I build it. Oh, I HOAs. <laughs> I get a little Phil Robertson <laughs> too much time totally in the subdivision. I, I totally think of like Jace Robertson and them with the HOA, but build it anyway. Anyway, I digress, but I just, that's I thought funny. that was like both sad and funny. I was like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And I'm sure there's a lot worse examples yeah. of that. So, yeah. 
Um, well, let me dive into my takeaways here, and, I, and I'm sure you'll have some good um, feedback and comments on these. But um, number one, confess and repent. First <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, John one nine: If we confess our sins, mm-hmm. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us all from all cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acts thirteen thirty eight thirty nine: Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, mm-hmm. and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Mm. So I repent and believe, not just because it's wrong, that sin of comparison, but because there's freedom beyond that. And, and we have to trust that, hey, you know, Lord, I'm, I've done this. Forgive me of this. Yeah. Help me to see things differently. Help me to look. Um, I'm going to dive into another one. So, I mean, mm. number two, in humility, look and recognize the best in others and yourself. So instead mm. of comparing, be happy for those around you look mm. for the best in them. Thank the Lord for the ways that he has blessed them. Then do the same for yourself because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Uh, trust that and be gracious, be grateful and content. And it, it's not easy. We're going to fail. I'm going to fail probably today on that, yeah. you know, cause it's just, it's so easy to do. Yeah. But man, we can be, when we're, when we're content right. and we're just like grateful for things and then we're grateful for things that are happening with others game changer on your personality on your yeah. your attitude how you interact with other people yeah um, all that can be just brought down through comparison yeah but when you get past that it's so uplifting absolutely Amen. Uh, number three you are an incomplete work who is being completed in perfection uh, philippians 1 6 paul writes and i am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will com- bring it to completion at the day of jesus christ mm. Uh, we are perfectly in process and will be perfectly completed, and we can rejoice in that. Mm. But also be content and go, you know what, I'm not a finished product. Yeah, The Lord still has a lot to do in me. So I, it's hard to be patient on that. I think sometimes we want to be, right. especially as we get older in life, I'm like, you know, it's easy to be like, man, why, do I still, why am I still doing those same things I did in my 20s sometimes or mm. still having that same thought process? Not because I haven't grown to have, but right. it's easy to do that and get back into those things and just remember you know i'm still being worked on yeah but that the process of perfection in me is a beautiful thing amen Mm, that's good uh number four know your worth as one who is chosen and appointed by the father Mm. Uh, john 15 16 you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give it to you um Man, I think you could probably do a few sermons just on that. But just, man, we're not only chosen, but we are appointed for something pretty incredible. And mm-hmm. so um, that's good. our worth is in that. Yeah. Our worth is not what others think of us, and our worth should not be in what we think we should be. Yeah. There's a, I, can't, I hear a, the Shane and Shane song, My worth is not in what I own, yeah. not in my strength of flesh and bone, but in the, the – the, 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 I'm, I'm going to start messing it up now, but it's the cross of Christ, the the – the redemption of God, his love for me to redeem me and make my sanctification possible mm-hmm. because he made me, loves me. And, and, and that Psalm 139 um, potential is capable. Like we, we can achieve that because of the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. And, and don't hear me say like achieve like uh, practical perfection and holiness in this life. That's, that, that's, that's different, but I'm talking about, our created potential, we can achieve that by the help of the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Like I can be the best 
possible expositor of scripture I can possibly be. I can achieve a 10. Yeah. I can get to 10 by working hard because he made me to do that. Right. And by his help, I can do that and strive for that. hundred percent. And then sidebar here before I get to my last one, I think I just, this is on me. And I feel like I got to say this today. The words you say to others matter. Mm. And when we speak things to people and they're not in truth and they're not uplifting and they're not encouraging that sticks with them yeah and they hear that they hear that and they hear that years later and it sticks with them a lot of times more so than our positive words do yeah and so sometimes i still say don't be the reason people are are living in comparison or living trying Mm. and they're not finding their self-worth in something because you were unable to give them positive words of life I think, and that's so easy to do. It's easy for me to say, but it's not always easy to execute. Yeah. But again, that's that mindset, and it's that I think that growth and that maturity piece that we've got to be able to speak life into people and help remind them of their worth. Mm. And as a body of believers, I think that's so important. I think that's a big part of being the church. That's you know, good. Not it's, we got to pray for each other. We got to lift. You know, do things. We got to serve each other. But man, if we're not speaking truth and life into people and reminding them of their worth in Jesus yeah. and their value as human beings, we're really missing. The yeah. That's good, man. So, sorry, I got preachy there. No, that's good. Preach away. <laughs> that's important. That's a very important. Um, and then my last one for today, my last takeaway, Jesus is the cure to the sin of comparison. Mm. He's the wellspring of life. In him and only in him is true satisfaction. Wow. Uh, I love the simple words of Psalm 107 here. For he satisfies the longing soul. And the hungry soul, he fills with good things. Um, there's a lot of verses, and I was looking at different verses last night of like unsatisfaction, and that one just stood out to me. It was simple, just he satisfies the longing soul, mm. and the hungry soul, he fills with good things. And, and I know one of your favorite verses in Psalm 84, like mine, he withholds no good thing for those who walk uprightly. So uh, I leave you all with this today. You have value, you have worth, and, and in Christ you have been made new. You're being made like Christ. And when you feel the need to compare yourself to others, run to the scriptures, yeah. uh, flee to prayer, rejoice, be glad, and again, just speak over other people and trust that they will speak into you. Because I think the sin of comparison, it's it's it doesn't sound it doesn't sound bad like murder, doesn't sound, you know, right. like lust, it doesn't sound like some of these other ones that maybe feel worse. But this one is dangerous and it like I said, it there's a, mm-hmm. such a weight that goes with it. Yeah. And it's internal and it's not something that anyone else can help us through. Yeah. Sometimes because it's so deep down. Right. We talked about mental health and all those things in other, you know, immaturity and all those kind of things. And it's just, it can eat away at you. Yeah. It's easy to talk about what we think are the big three or big four, or big five sins and, and miss something that is potentially much more nefarious and equally deadly. Yeah. And so, man, good stuff, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, well done, brother. That's good. Hey guys, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate you rating the podcast. It's a, it's a joy to do this. So we would love it if you would, uh, share the podcast, share with family, friends, post it on social media, give us a five-star rating comment. Uh, that's always great. Uh, we appreciate, uh, you sending us questions some of you guys have sent us questions and we've talked about it. So if you have a question, you can see us at church, send us an email at theology at gmail.com. Um, and all those ways we can get that. Thank you for our monthly supporters. we got some guys actually paying for us to do this, and that's pretty awesome. And so 
so as that increases, the old sign here might shift at some point, and we might actually have a studio. So it's a lot of fun doing it. We appreciate you guys listening. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep asking. Y'all have a great day. See you next time. Out.